0: Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Good morning. You guys are much more alive than the earlier service. And um, I am so glad you're here today. My name is Shira and if this is your first time, we sure hope it's not your last time. So we, the last few weeks, we've been in a series called Revival Town. And um, Revival is just a fresh, we just sang it, a fresh outpouring of God's life giving spirit to his people. And the Bible is full of a lot of examples and direction on how we can um, have spiritual revival. And our tagline is the road to Revival Town is easy to find when we follow the signs and wonders along the way. So we have had two weeks in this series. Who remembers what we talked about the first week? Not all at once. (laughs) Okay. Um, I I can't remember what I ate for breakfast, so I understand. So the first week, um, Pastor Bobby came, and he talked about unity through um, God's people. And then last week, Pastor Stephen talked about prayer of God's people. And this week, we are going to look at the third Way we can and um, have revival and it is going to be a word that some of you may know exactly what it means Okay, are you ready for it? We are going to talk about evangelism <laughs> Okay, um, I was in the car and I was like girls <laughs> Um, what do you think evangelism is and i'm not going to embarrass her because she's in the room But all my kids are in the room, so I'm gonna, you can guess she goes. Oh mom Is that when you take paint and you paint on buildings? I said, no, that's vandalism. (laughs) It's actually kind of like the opposite of that, okay? Um, And so evangelism is kind of a funny word growing up. uh, I grew up in the North, so it was much different than in the South, in the States. I grew up in Canada. You would never dream of walking up to somebody and telling them the gospel. That actually would be very rude, okay? You have to have a relationship with them. And then you can share the gospel. And then we went to Florida for college, and I was like, whoa, I don't even know. Why does everybody keep saying y'all? It's not a word. And now I say it. Um, And in that college, we would go to the beach in our long jean skirts. Okay, just picture this. Okay, 21-year-old Shira with all this spunk and not as much wisdom. And we would walk up to people and literally be like, hey, did you know that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Do you know? Are you going to heaven or hell? And really, that I think that can work at times, but it's probably not our best method of evangelism. And so we're going to turn in our Bible to Matthew 5, first book of the New Testament. And we're going to look at a couple ways to evangelize. If you know me, I am very practical, okay? I am a learner by writing things down. I am a learner by interacting um, and so we're going to do really practical ways of evangelism from this passage. And um, this passage, actually, at the top here uh, above the chapter, probably says that the Sermon on the Mount, it's very famous, probably the most famous sermon Jesus ever taught. And so he gives the Beatitudes at the beginning of the chapter, Okay, awesome things that we want to have in our life. And then down in verse 13, he says, you are the salt of, of the earth. But if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world, a city situated on a hill that cannot be hidden. No one lights the lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather a lampstand. And it gives light for all that are in the house. In the same way, let your shi- light shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you have chosen us to be lights and to be salt to this world. We can't do it without you, God. Without your power and your strength and your wisdom, we make such a mess. I pray that you'll touch each of our hearts today from your word Allow me to say what the Spirit wants me to say. In your name, amen. All right, so Jesus in these verses, we're going to talk about two things. Jesus calls us to be two things in pertains to evangelism. The first one is salt, okay? So we're going to talk about salt and how that relates to our character. So I teach elementary school Bibles, so I like to do things really simple. Character is who you are when nobody's watching, okay? Character is who you are when you think nobody's watching, okay? And so we're going to talk about salt and relate to our character. Really, guys, it's who we really are. I would like to think that I'm really good at math, but I'm going to be honest, I'm not, okay? And so the reality of me is probably different than my thoughts. So salt as it relates to our character. And then number two, we're going to look at light. And how it relates to our conduct. When I was in school, I got conduct grades. So it was what you did. Uh, A lot of my conduct grades is gonna be very surprising. Shira moves 100% of the day, okay? It's not possible for me to sit still. If I'm sitting still, I'm not listening to what you're saying because I'm moving somewhere, okay? Um, So we're gonna do salt relates to our character, who you are, and light, how it relates to our conduct, or what you do. And so, as we're thinking about salt, I want you to ask yourself this question. And this is our first point. How salty am I? So, we know that when somebody misses salt in a dish, you can definitely tell, huh? Okay, when somebody puts a little too much salt in a dish... You also can tell, I'm not the best like chef in the world. I do not claim to be, but usually my food is edible. All right, and so you're welcome to come over anytime. I'm really more about the ambiance than the food. Okay, um, so <laughs> a couple months ago, my friend's family was walking through something really hard, and you know, I was like, you know what? I want to make you enchiladas, and we're going to come out and eat with you. And um, <laughs> so I've made these enchiladas. I can make cinnamon rolls and enchiladas. And neither of those, usually they're foolproof, okay? You guys see where this is going. Okay, so I made these enchiladas. We drove out to their house. They live kind of far away. Um, And they're in the last service, and they were, like, trying not to break down laughing because I am not exaggerating. I took one bite, and I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) something is really wrong with these. And I thought, okay, maybe it's just a bite. And I looked over at Bobby's face, and because he's a good husband and doesn't want to get, like, punched in the face, he was like, they're okay, and I'm like, they're not okay, and everybody at the table, like, I don't, I, you guys, I don't know, I have made these dozens of times, it is like I took an entire container of salt and just put it over it, like, they were not edible, so we know that in Matthew 5, 13, when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, what good is the salt if it's lost its flavor, mine definitely didn't lose its flavor, can you make it salty again, it will be thrown out and trampled as worthless, And as Christ followers, one of the reasons we are to be salt is because we want people to have a taste of Jesus, a taste of heaven when they are walking through something that is like H-E-double hockey stick, okay? We want them to see Jesus in their hurt, to see Jesus through us, and our hope How salty am I? My hope is that my life is lived so beautifully. Let me add, you need to hear this, not perfectly. My life is lived so, because beauty and the imperfect, right? Okay? My life is lived so beautifully, not perfectly, that they want to know what's different. They want to say, I'm not talking about your behavior because behavior is outward, right? What's going on in your heart? Shira, why, why is your life changed? Why do you add so much zest? And I'm not talking about my personality, which can be a little zesty. We're talking about Jesus zest. What is different from you? And, and I just want to make a note. Sometimes you don't even have to men- mention the name of Jesus, Right? Sometimes, if you act different, people are going to notice. Martin Luther has this quote, and it's really great. (laughs) He said, the Christian shoemaker does not do his duty by putting little crosses on their shoes, but by making good shoes. So, I'm going to step on a little, little bit at your toes this morning. I love that some of us I will include myself, put a scripture verse on Facebook. Awesome. I love that we may wave a John 3:16 flag. I love that we may have a sticker that says, "I love Jesus, Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you?" But truly, living a life that people remember behind the scenes, it matches that Bible verse. Or, this is why I don't look at Facebook. You put a Bible verse on Facebook, and 32 hours later, you rip something. We are living a very odd situation in our culture. Now, hear me. I'm not saying you should not use social media to bring God glory. Absolutely. But if you're a horrible person at work, and nobody wants to work with you, and nobody gets along with you, or students, Everybody at school talks about how mean you are. And then you put a verse on social media. What are, we, what are we telling the world? Christians are a joke. Following Christ is just what you do for fun. And we know that our, we can get, when we think of evangelism and assault filled life, it overwhelms me. I, I sometimes feel daunted. And me personally, when I get overwhelmed, I get paralyzed. Anybody else? You think there is so many people in our lives that need physical needs, that need spiritual needs, emotional needs. I don't even know where to start. We turn on the TV. News is hard. Like, the world is dark. Do we all agree? When we walk out into the grocery store, when somebody cuts us off, I cut off somebody from church the other day, and I'm really sorry. I was, I was, I was missing Emma's tennis match. Okay, I forgot I had a city Hope sticker on my car, so there it was embarrassing. They didn't call me out. Okay, but we live in a world where the devil is alive, and he is not just alive; he is after you. If you say, "Shira, I've asked Jesus to come to my heart, I've asked Jesus to forgive my sins, and I believed in Him," guess what? It doesn't stop there. The dirty devil is out to kill. He's out to steal, destroy. Parents, he's out to take our kids. He is out to make them think they're not good enough, and they need to do certain things, and they need to go to that boy for attention. They need to date that girl. He's out for us. He wants to kill us because he knows, he knows, that if we just hit a little tiny, tiny, tiny light, we could change the world. If we had a little tiny light, we could have a revival like what just happened at Auburn. Why does Auburn just get to have revival? Why can't we have it here? It started with saying, I don't know everything. I'm overwhelmed. I'm barely making it. But I can be a little bit of a light. And here's the thing, guys. I'm going to take this away from you. It is not that I tell myself. I've started running. And it's very funny because it's like a run and then a walk and then a run and then I cry and then I walk. Okay. And so I'm not doing it really honestly very well, but I am doing it. I think following Christ is the same thing. We're gonna read the Bible, we're gonna pray now, Jesus to use us, we're gonna take a step and feel like, whoa, that was really bad. I still can't button my pants. Okay? We're gonna take a step at a time, but this is what I do know: God has called us to evangelize, God has called us to be salt. What does that mean for you? Imagine if we as Christ followers, we took Jesus' word, we were literally the salt of the earth. What if we found flavors that can make things better? What what if we preserved the standards of God? What if we lived in a way that people wanted to be around us? Not because we're cool or we're funny. They want to be around us, you guys, because our world is broken and they are looking for somebody, anybody to care for them. What if people, when they were around me, saw that God has given me salt and I was enforcing my belief on others. I can't be your friend because you do this. I'm, I have not been great at that in the past. We do need to stay, take a stand for the word of God. For sure. We need to take a stand for Jesus. But, but is a really important word. But we don't want to repel them and give them a bad taste in their mouths. Have you ever been hurt by somebody who goes to church? If you've gone to church more than once, it's happened. I'm a little bit of a passionate person. Um, (laughs) And so (laughs) I haven't always worn my saltiness great. But you know what? At least I'm trying. And that's just what Jesus expects. I want people to say what's different so I can point them to this water that is not only going to quench their thirst but change their lives. What's that water called? Living water, and that's Jesus. So let me ask you one more time. How salty are you? Are you bland? Just making it through, feeling okay. As I was preparing for this message, I've been really convicted um, Bobby was out of town for eight, eight glorious days. <laughs> we have three children, each of them in a different sport. I work full time. If you know me, I'm not naturally terribly organized with my schedule. Um, and so <laughs> one time Emma was in Oldfield and she's like called me and I was in Buford. She's like, I'm gonna get home. I'm, I don't know. Knock on the Castro's store, the, May- somebody. There's a lot of people we know in the neighborhood. Just go knock on somebody's door. Um, And I'm not going to lie. I have allowed in the past week my overwhelmness to come into my testimony. And God, as I've been studying for this message, brought somebody into mind that I'm like, they were really wanting more. They were really wanting me to point them to the living water. And I just, I did have time, but I didn't have time. Isn't it funny how we do have time for the things that are important to us? Okay, our second one. Number one, salt. Second one is, is my light on? So we're going to talk about my conduct and conduct what you do, okay? um. It says, uh, You're the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden. No one lamps a light under the basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light for all the house. And then later on, it says, um, That they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Um, when I was little, <laughs> um, I grew up on a little island in Canada. It's about 30 some hours from here, but I grew up, we had a lot of snow. And this is why I loathe hot. Okay? today, I'm like, I can breathe. When I walk outside, my back starts sweating. I'm like, this is terrible. I want to move. OK, I just I don't love the hot. Um, he loves the hot. So when we would have these blizzard or snowstorms, we like would slide off our roof into the snow and stuff. And so um, two of my brothers on either side are engineers. So every time there was a snowstorm, we would all gather, usually in my yard because we had like a little drift thing in our backyard. And we would make these amazing snow tunnels. And so usually the snow tunnel is you could crawl and you could see the other side. Um, and then, you know, I have brothers, so they're crazy. So they made this snow tunnel one time. I did not realize how long it was. I'm a little. Is anybody else afraid of small spaces? I, like, get panicky in small spaces, okay? Um, and I have since I was little. But I'm really stubborn. And if my brothers are going to go that, through that tunnel, you better believe I'm going to go through that tunnel. So I was going through the tunnel, and I got to the middle, and it was pitch Black. And you know, I was in snow, and so I was feeling snow all around me. And so I started saying my brother's names Johnny, Jamin, Johnny, Jamin. And I'll never forget my little brother came behind me, and he had a light. And as soon as I saw the light, I felt like, okay, I'm gonna be okay. And we went out of the tunnel. And I think that that should be us. When somebody's around us, and they see our light, they know it's going to be okay. Our world is dark, and Jesus, when He said, um, "Like the lamp," you know, like you guys know the song, "This is the light of mine. I'm going to let it shine." Says, "Hide it under a bushel." No, I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan it out, blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. And so, back when Jesus talked about these lamps and this light, um, they didn't have, like, billboards or street signs or blackout blinds. Who sleeps with blackout curtains? No, Okay, I feel like that is the thing. I sleep with an eye mask, so no judgment. Um, and so, they didn't have a lot of that. So, it would get really dark. I would say it's a little bit like Hilton Head, you know, because hashtag save those turtles. Um, but when you're on Hilton Head, you're like, oh, my word, it's so dark. I'm going to run into a tree or a snake or something, okay? Um, and... Being a light is for those who need hope. If anything the last couple of months of my life, and I don't know if it's God or the season I'm in. I feel like I have a probably two handfuls of people in my life who are literally walking through there's no other word but despair. They are living a nightmare. And I have nothing for them, but you know what I do have? I have a light because I have Jesus. And I think, especially boys, we want to fix the people that hurt in our lives. We want to fix their problem. Well, if you need food, we can fix that. We can give you food. But a lot of the time, they just want a friend. They just want somebody to put their arms around them and say, it's going to be okay. And later on in that verse, Jesus talks about good works. And you may say, Shira, what does that mean? I would love to tell you. I'm going to give you some good works. If you're like, okay, I have accepted Jesus into my life. I am trying to walk in a daily godly walk. We do not need to do these good works to get into heaven. But I'm going to give you some good works. What if... What if every single Sunday at 8.40 or what time is this? It's 10.30. 10.15, your whole family walked to your garage, got in your car, and drove to church. No matter what, it was a standing appointment. It wasn't if we don't have a baseball game. It wasn't if, I don't feel good. What if we had a standing appointment with church like we do with other things that's important to us? What would that do to those who watch us? Okay, this drives my kids crazy. I, my one had a dance last night and we said, Yeah, you can go sleep over, but you're going to church. Not for any of you guys, but because I want my kids in church and I want them to know that this is really important. What about caring for people? Do you know people around you's names? Do you know people who are hurting? Do you know people who don't know Jesus? Do you care for those people? Or when they say, hey, I'm okay, you know they're not, you're discerning. What about having people over for dinner? I've got a great chicken enchilada recipe if you'd like it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm not, I don't ever claim to be the best cook, but this is something we try to do. We try to do weekly bi-weekly because we're really busy. Who's not busy? If you're not, I would love to invite you into my life and help me with some of mine, okay? We're all busy having people into the chaos. What about truly loving people well? And here's the thing about loving people. Some people are really, really easy to love, right? You guys agree? Okay, think of the person. When you see them at Kroger, you're like, oh, shoot, okay? It is hard. And everybody, raise your hand if you have one of those people, unless it's somebody sitting by you. Wait, you guys, I need to get you some more people. Some people are really hard to love. But Jesus says... Have love, joy, peace, my least favorite word in the vocabulary, English vocabulary, patience, gentleness. What about if you stood up for what you believe? I do not think that we always need to have a loud voice. My voice is naturally loud, but I don't mean it that way. Sometimes I just walk away from a conversation because I know that I don't want to hurt their feelings and I don't feel led to say anything, but you know what's real powerful getting yourself away from it. And I also don't want to know things I shouldn't because I can't even remember the things I should know. Really, anything that pleases Christ is being a light, not perfection, not perfection. Don't put that on yourself. I think the devil uses that. In 1 Corinthians 10.31, if you've ever played on a sports team from like a Christian school, they usually slap this on the back of the t-shirt. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. It is really easy for me to do certain things to the glory of God, but some other things are not so great. And we kind of have two values in our house. Do your best. Have a good attitude. Doing the garbage. Do your best. Put a smile on your face, okay? For me, doing things I don't want to do. Putting gas in my car. I'm going to do it the best I can, and I'm going to have a great spirit. Um, But I think a lot of times we need to speak the truth, but we need to live authentically. We need to remember that nobody is looking for perfection in us. Um, I think that one of the reasons we don't live a life that's full of light is because we are distracted by this one person. And this one person, they kind of tell us what to do. They kind of tell us if we're in a bad mood or a good mood. They kind of um, tell us everything. Does anybody know who that person is? It's yourself. And so if you turn, don't be jealous of my phone charm. Um, If you turn the light on your phone, it's bright in here, so you can't necessarily see it too well, okay? But it's a light going forward. But you know what? As soon as I turn on my camera... What happens? My light goes out. And I think that what the devil has come to use is we're obsessed with ourselves. We're too busy looking at ourselves, looking at our family. And when we do that, guys, what happens here? The light goes off. Am I saying, do not take care of your family? No. Am I not saying, be a good testimony of your family. But why are we keeping this light to ourselves? We have this source of light that never runs out. We don't just have enough where I'm like, oh, okay, I have enough till 8.02. When Jesus says, hey, Jesus, I need you, guess what? He is there. The name of Jesus is so powerful. He has the light. It is not on us. It is not on me to be the light. It is on Jesus, and he will use me for it. So when I start looking at myself, guess who I stop thinking about? I stop thinking about Jesus. When I start thinking, what does that person think about me? And what do they do? I am not putting my light out anymore. I am looking at me. And I think this is what the devil has used. He has used this to blow out our light. To put a bushel on our light. Because... If we say we follow Christ and nobody knows, there is a problem. If you say you're a Christian and somebody goes, what? That happened to us um, a couple months ago. We went to Dollar General after um, a soccer game. And this coach was crazy. Like, I mean, really mean on the sidelines. And we saw him at Dollar General. And he was talking to us. And his phone started ringing. And it was a Christian song. He goes, oh, yeah, I go to church. And I'm like, what? What? What church do you go to? Because I don't want to go to that church. What if we actually were the same person everywhere we went? What if we decided my light is really dim, but it's a light? What if we decided that, you know what, guys? This lamp, it will never, ever, ever work until I what? till I plug it in. And I think a lot of us are like, I'm so tired and we're trying to plug it in. And Jesus is like, chill. That's what he says to me. He tells me chill a lot. So is my husband and my kids and really everybody in the road. But what if we, what if we plug this into God's word? What if when we got in the car, we listened to a Christian song to set the tone for the day? What if we actually lived, plugged into the source? And this is not just for pastors. This is for each of us. If you claim Christ, you just have to take your plug and say, Jesus, be near, and he's going to what? He's going to be here. I used to say this when I taught small group, and I think I've said this before when I speak, but if you feel like you're going to throw up, it's probably Jesus talking to you. He doesn't really ask us, oh, just go hide in the corner on your phone. He doesn't do that. Does he always say you have to do what I'm doing? Absolutely not. That would be crazy. But he does want to use you. He gives us different rules. But here's what I do know. If every one of us in the room had a teeny, teeny, tiny little light, every one of us, and we lit them and it was dark out, guess what? We would be a bright, shining church for Jesus. But I want to ask you in closing, what is your next step? I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. But I want everybody, including myself, to walk out that door better. Because we are going to go to heaven one day if we've accepted Christ. But guess what, guys? A lot of people around us are not. And if we're just kind of like, oh, I'm kind of committed... We're not going to make a difference, but if we just had a little light. What if everybody in this room committed to doing one tiny thing? What is your next step? Is it being more verbal about your faith? Is it inviting your neighbors to church? Is it your life is all about you? That's the one I struggle with. The good news is we have the power to change. The good news is Jesus tells us in this word, be kingdom minded, because that's not natural. The good news is Jesus is going to use us right where our crap is. Probably shouldn't say that, church. Sorry. Okay? Your marriage is struggling, God's there. I have seen Jesus take two people literally trying to get a divorce and work an all out miracle in their life. I've seen people where they're sick and there was no hope and Jesus raised them from the dead. I have seen people be living in the world, getting drunk, having sex with whoever. And guess what? I've seen them accept Christ and turn into this force. Because if Jesus is truly in us, people are gonna notice. If Jesus is truly the Lord of our life, people are gonna be lining up to be around you. But you should be doing some things that make you feel like you're gonna throw up. I do it all the time, I'm like, really, Lord, today? I don't wanna do that, I don't have time for that. So I ask you, what is your step? Maybe you're not daily in the word. I'll give you something easy. You don't need to go get a book. Read a Proverbs a day. Today is September something. 24th. read Proverbs 24, that's it. Start small. You don't to be a theologian. God doesn't expect that. Nor do some of us want to. Let's be honest. Maybe you're sitting in here thinking, "Shira, sure, I don't know if I was to die right now, where would I would go." I feel this stirring in me. That is the Holy Spirit, and salvation is A, B, C. We accept. We accept that Jesus died on the cross for me for you. I believe that he rose again, and that he is alive, and I confess I am a big fat sinner, and the penalty for our sin is what? Is death. We all deserve death, but we have this God who said no, no you don't. I have given my son for you. For you, mom who is so overwhelmed. For you student, who everybody around you is doing wrong. For the marriage in the room that needs a miracle. For our church that God would make us different because you know what? I have been in church my whole life and I have decided I invite everybody to church because I want them to have the hope of Jesus. I don't want to just dress cute and wear my new jacket from Goodwill. I want people to see that when they come here they experience The life and love that only Jesus can give. And I don't need to know the answers. You've got the internet. I don't know where that verse is. One second, let me Google that real fast. We don't need to know all the answers. Stop letting the devil defeat you. Stop letting the devil say you're not good enough. You don't know enough. You're a hypocrite. We're we're all hypocrites, really, right? But people aren't coming to salvation because of who? It's not about me. Y'all... Hands down, I'm the craziest person in this room. Like, I am well aware of that. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) He might go back to Wisconsin for a couple days. But here's what I want you to know. If God can take a little girl from Canada and bring her 35 hours away from her parents... To live a life for Jesus, and you can too. It is not a special magic fairy dust that, oh, you? Oh, mm, no. You? You know what is though? I can't, I can talk you into it. Somebody can talk you out of it. I'm not trying to talk anybody into anything. What I do want you is take a chance. Take seven days. Read one verse. And see what God does. Because this living water, it will change our life. I don't read this. I am an idiot. Because I say things that I shouldn't say because I don't have the living water. You guys, we have to go back to what is it all about? What if we all started praying for revival in our church, in our kids, in our schools, at our workplace? We can say it started here with us humbling ourselves and going to our knees and saying, God, I got nothing. But here's the cool thing. When I'm in this, is it about me anymore? It's not about me. But unfortunately, I wish God would just pull us up. But he doesn't make us. The choice is yours. The choice is mine. I want everybody to bow your heads. Lord, I thank you that you want to use us, God. I just pray, I pray for the person in this room, Lord, that doesn't know you. I pray for Holy Spirit conviction. I pray for salvation, that we would lead others to Christ, that we would lay out the gospel, that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins and we don't have to live in bondage you are a miracle worker you are a chain breaker god i pray for anybody in this room that doesn't know you that you would convict their hearts i pray for the person in this room who has given church and god kind of a chance that you would be so real and alive and loud in their life god that they turn it around and they tell everybody about you i pray for the the family in this room who is struggling and broken and the devil is alive in their house. I pray that you will bind the devil hands that he has no place in their house he has no place in our families he has no place in our relationship and our job God we say your name and the devil flees let's use that authority Lord to bring a revival in Bluffton and Buford use City Hope as your vessel not because of any of us But because you say, if we're willing, you show up. Give us a thirst for your word. Help us to leave different than the way we came in, Jesus, because of your great name. We love you. We honor you. Thank you for loving us, even though we're idiots. You are so good, God. In your holy and most precious name. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you. And the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you and have a wonderful day.